If you've been to Branches since we moved to West Central, you probably saw or met Ron. Ron was the kindest, most wonderful, lovely older man. He had an intellectual disability, and he lived in a care facility right down the road from where the church building was. He would squat in the back, refusing to sit down in a chair, or he'd squat out front. And he was there almost every single Sunday. But recently, I was made aware of some sad news. A couple weeks back, um, Ron passed away. And that news punched me in the gut when I heard it. And I'm sure for a lot of you, just the thought and the memory of him and also what other memories that brings of just gathering and being together. I'm sure there's a lot of emotion swirling for you as well. And I just want to say that I am here to talk, um, to be in that with you. You can shoot me an email, uh, mike at wearebranches.com is my email, and I'd be more than happy to set up a time to have a Zoom call and talk with you. There's mourning in this. There's deep, deep sadness in this. And last night I was trying to find words um, for just the air and the emotion that all of this brings. And I figured uh, I would share those words with all of you because they're words that come from my heart, but I think they're words that speak um, not just to my experience, but to a branch's experience as well. And... Um, Ron was an amazing person who embodied and characterized so much, and I hope that these words can honor him, and they can allow you to sit and remember his presence um, and just what his presence sings and soars toward. When you become a pastor, you don't know who you'll meet. When you move a church, you don't know who will show up. I became a pastor around the same time a church moved. I was starting fresh. We were starting fresh. A new occupation, a new locale, and an empty slate to see what would become and unfurl. When branches moved to West Central, we really didn't know what to expect. We were largely a group of individuals migrating from a north side setting to a downtown one. And packaged into that move were all the metaphors you can pull out of such locale distinctions. We had lots of raised eyebrows watching us from outside during that season, and rightfully so. We were naive and willing to learn, and naive all the same. The first few Sundays in the new building were packed with north side transplants shooting south for the service. But over time, new faces steadily showed up. And one of the first new additions to our updated address was a tall, lanky, older man with the kindest face I think I've ever seen. Squad of flex and strength, eyes brilliant and bright, presence soft and serene, laugh of deep-bellied breath. Early into our move, branches met Ron. Ron was an older man with an intellectual disability who lived in a care facility down the street. Ron enjoyed eight creamers and ten sugars in his coffee. Ron enjoyed a cigarette out front of the building during worship with Marvin. 
the scent of which became branches as unofficial incense. Ron enjoyed laughing when laughter seemed an odd response. Ron loved Mountain Dew and orange juice, both being fair game at 10 a.m. Ron beamed and giggled at kids who would be who would then giggle and beam back at him. Ron was gentle. Ron gave the best hugs. Ron, a year or so in, remembered my name. Ron took communion with attentive anticipation. One such communion. Ron, while looking at me, while squatting, eyes shimmering. Me, looking at him while squatting, eyes shimmering. Spoke to me softly in his raspy and grizzled voice. Mike, you're a good pastor. Good pastor, Mike. Yeah. He said this to me during a season where most days I would beat myself up inside unendingly throughout the week, saying the complete opposite about myself, living in that weird, internal, often unspoken space seemingly all pastors live, but don't really know how to articulate or admit, but that pervades and pummels and persists within. I've written a lot about Ron. He was mentioned in a lot of sermons. He was the embodiment of what I and I sense many at Branches found compelling about the rhythm of a Sunday morning service. He represented what kept us all attending this thing on Sunday mornings that many of our peers saw as outdated or dangerous or unnecessary. We didn't show up for just the theology or songs or sermons. Anyone at Branches had been burned or burnt out enough by such things for them to be the main draw. What brought us back was the reality that every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., there was a routine that Ron and Alan and Allie and Andrew and Addie and Mackenzie and Megan and Mark and Marvin and all of these people of varied background and context and stories shared and intersected and converged within. 1804 West Broadway was a confluence for distinct worlds. The reality of that floored me. It inspired me. But then COVID happened, and that inspiring and flooring piece has been put on pause, and I haven't seen Ron in months because his facility has been on lockdown. But today, I found myself at Ron's care home for duties tied to another job I've gotten due to COVID slowing down pastoral things, and I mentioned to an employee who worked there that I knew Ron. And I said so with a joy and appreciation and pep that naturally popped out of me at the thought of the man. And that's when it happened. The employee's smile remained, but it became a somber smile. I think we all can picture that kind of smile. A smile traced with love and affection for a memory. But for a memory, not for a present. He said to me, Ah, Ron actually passed away a couple weeks ago. Suddenly, all the memory of that pre-COVID happening that was Branches, all the lives and stories of all varieties and the weird and wacky community that gathered and made up and intersected in the building a couple blocks over, that memory punched me in the gut. Suddenly, Ron's smile and his trembling sugar-coated hands, his misty eyes and guttural laugh, it all flooded in. Suddenly, all that we have missed but have become numb to missing, 
hit and shattered and tossed me. I was flooded with sadness. I won't hear that laugh again. I won't look into those eyes again. I won't see that smile again. I was flooded with guilt. That my only intersections were through the Sunday morning context. That I hadn't kept in touch. That I hadn't reached out. But I was also flooded with appreciation. People flow and they push past the parameters we place onto them. We don't really lose what we lose. Every week, Ron would ask me for a Bible. He is, if I'm being honest, the only person that branches during my tenure to make that request. That's just who we are. And each week, I give him New Testament stored in the building. My wife, Emily, and I gave him a large text Bible for Christmas one year. But inevitably, every week, he'd come back and ask for another. Eventually, out of curiosity, and because it was the other church's Bibles who we shared the space with that I kept handing out, I had to ask what was wrong with each of the ones I had given him in the past. His response was simple and pointed. I finished it. I have no idea what spirituality is, in quotes, about. But I know for certain it is not about the assumptions and parameters we put onto it. I'm a pastor, and so are you, and I don't know what I believe. A good chunk of the time, I don't know if I believe that there is a God or not. I don't know if the story about hopeful possibility I'm telling myself is real or something I simply tell myself to make meaning. I don't know if I'm helping or hurting more. I don't know if my pursuits are worth the energy and the time and the frustration and the confusion and the heartache associated with them. I hope for such things, but I don't know them. And I certainly think the same can be said about the reality of the church and whatever that word of such clouded definition is. But I do know that Ron came back every Sunday, that he was drawn to the love of the people of Branches, and that the people of Branches were drawn to the love of Ron and one another. And whatever that is, that mystery and presence and flow that draws uniquely different worlds toward one another, I believe in that.